My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you to harness the power of your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto. That's in Canada. It is not the capital of Canada. Many people think Toronto is the capital of Canada. I'd like to tell you folks that Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Toronto is Canada's largest city. Toronto is the financial capital of Canada, but it's not the capital. However, hey, if you're into business and a corporate lifestyle, Toronto's the place for you. Now, I don't live in Toronto at the moment. I'm living in Mexico. And one of the wonderful benefits of living in Mexico is, is that I have the opportunity to save up a little bit of money, prepare for my future, and invest my money. Invest it. Maybe in stocks or cryptocurrencies. Those are the two hot things these days, stocks and cryptocurrencies. Well, I made a decision today that many would call foolish. I cashed out and I took a significant hit. That's right, I cashed out, which is to say that I sold my stocks, I sold my cryptocurrencies, and I took a hit. I lost money. The stocks are not up. The stocks are down. And I sold them while they were down. And I'm losing money as a result. Not the ideal situation, my friend. This is terrible advice. I'm not telling anybody that they should follow my example. However, my friend, the true beauty of this is that my loss will be your gain. Because we are now going to spend today's podcast episode talking about the type of vocabulary that we use when considering the stock market, and maybe even a little bit about cryptocurrencies. Now, I'm not an expert on any of these things. I've read a couple of books, I've learned a couple of strategies, and I've learned what happens when you don't follow those strategies correctly. I'm just a student on the stage of life much like yourself. But the stock market and investments, these are hot topics for conversations with American adults. A lot of people have a lot of money invested and they do a lot of research on this stuff. And so let's just talk about some of the basic vocabulary and idiomatic expressions that Americans use when talking about this topic so that you can join in on the conversation without any hesitation whatsoever. And we'll get into that in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to remind everybody that this podcast is available on many different podcasting apps, and wherever you listen to it, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Pandora, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you give it a thumbs up, you give me a couple of stars, and you hit the button that says subscribe. This way, you will know exactly when I have a new episode out. Typically, I try to get new episodes out on Tuesdays, once a week, 
But as many of you are aware, I'm late this week. I am a couple of days late, and I apologize for that. But I've got some big things going on, folks. Big things which will be good news for everybody listening. All right, folks, let's get into the lesson for today. I'd like to talk about some of the common idioms that we use when talking about investments. Like I said, I'm not going to give you any investment advice. Trust me, I'm not the person you want to learn that from. Vocabulary and idioms, on the other hand, I got your back. So let's talk about this, the stock market. What does this mean in the first place? Stocks. Stocks. We also call them shares. Shares of a company or stocks in a company. Well, stocks or shares are fragments of a company. Small pieces of ownership of the company itself, which this company puts out for the public to purchase. As the value of the company raises, as they take your money and they make more money with it by investing it themselves, the price of the stock raises. This rise in price attracts more attention to this company and attracts more people to purchasing shares in this company. Now, if these shares of the company were to raise forever, that would be a miracle. People would make a lot of money. However, adversely, when people cash out, they sell their shares. They say to themselves, wow, I purchased this and it cost me $5 each stock. And now it's up to $8 for each stock. I made $3 on every stock that I purchased. I'm going to sell them. Well, when many people do this, this causes the price of the stock to go down. So the price of the stock raises when people buy it, and it goes down when people sell it. Now, selling your stock, that's cashing out. That's what I did. I sold my stock. Except I did it in the opposite direction. I bought my stocks when they were high. They were already high up. And then they went down. I went the opposite way. They went down, and then I sold them. You could say I miscalculated but I'd like to say I learned a lesson. This is a lesson by Mr. Warren Buffett, as a matter of fact. Warren Buffett is, is one of the most successful investors of modern history. I don't know about all history, but regarding modern history, he's at the top of the food chain. And what he says is, when everybody is greedy, be afraid. And when everybody's afraid, be greedy. Now, you see, while everybody was greedy, I decided to join in. I decided to be with everybody. I said, I'm going to be greedy too. And now there's news out of tough economic times, which are unfolding before our eyes. And people are afraid. And this is causing people to sell, to sell and sell and sell, to cash out. People are saying, I've made a little bit of money. I'm going to cash out. Some people are saying, I made a ton of money. I made a killing on the stock market. I made a killing in the stock market this year. I'm going to cash out while the getting's good. Made a killing. This is when something performs exceedingly well, better than you ever expected. I made a killing on the stock market, and I cashed out. 
Some folks are saying that right now. They've got the opposite message from myself. Not me. I did not cash out and make a killing. I took a hit. I took a hit. I lost money. 40% of it. What I put in. About 500 bucks. Not a nice amount of money to lose. Lost it. I took a hit. What is a hit? Well, this is when something pushes against us aggressively. Maybe even violently. To say it literally, you can say somebody hit me. But we're talking about a figurative hit. I didn't literally get hit. My stock portfolio got hit with a baseball bat. And it lost 40%. I took a hit. I took a 40% hit. So we've got two words now to describe how we do when we cash out in the stock market. If you're somebody who did their research, got in at a good time, and maybe had a little bit of luck on your side, chances are you cashed out and made a killing. You're up. Your cash flow is up. If you're like me and you got in at the tail end of things, or maybe you were a little impatient and traded using your emotions instead of your logic, like myself, you may have taken a hit. Hopefully less than 40%. Hopefully. But what about in between the two? What if you didn't lose money or gain money? What if you're in the middle? You put in $1,000, you took out $1,000. Maybe you paid a couple of fees, but eh, it's not a big deal. It's minimal. You're not up, you're not down. You broke even. Broke even. Now, breaking even is not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing either. It's kind of like you saved your money. It's kind of just like saving your money in your bank account. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you put money in the stock market and you break even. Some stocks go up, others go down. If you sell them all off, you break even. Maybe you got bills to pay. You think to yourself, I can hold on to these stocks or I can pay my phone bill. Uh, So you sell a little bit to pay your phone bill. It happens, but hey, we've got responsibilities, right? But of course, the goal is to buy low and sell high. That's another common investing quote. They say, buy low, sell high. Buy when the share price is low, sell it when it's high, and you will be up when you cash out. Now, there are three types of animals that we use when we're talking about investing. We've got bulls, we've got bears, and we've got pigs. Bulls, bears, and pigs. Bulls, bears, and pigs. Now, in terms of investing, a bull is someone who comes in and throws down a whole lot of money all at once, Hoping to see a large return on investment. That's an ROI. That's what ROI means. Return on investment. They say, I want money fast and I'm going to put down a whole bunch. If somebody considers themselves a bull, chances are they're not just gambling. They've done research. They know what they're doing. Maybe they're a day trader. Like they trade throughout the day. And that's how they make money on stocks. And when people are bullish, we get a bullish market. 
bullish. This is to say that people trade aggressively. People are throwing lots of money down. Tens of thousands of millions of dollars are being traded in the stock market every single day. People are bullish. They're getting lots of money in. And the prices of stocks go way up, maybe way above what they really should be at, considering the value of a company. This is what we call hype. Lots of people buying just one thing because there's lots of excitement and news around it. Hype. Hype leads to people spending bullishly. And the fact is, for the past 10 years, the stock market has grown in value over the last 10 years, way beyond traditional expectations. However, nowadays they say the party's coming to an end, folks. They say that the party, this is what they say, they, I don't know who they are, but they say this, that the party, we're wrapping it up, party's over, we're headed towards a bear market, a bear market, B-E-A-R market, like the animal, a bear market. Oh, and by the way, if you need to work on how you pronounce the word bear, make sure that you check out episode number 114 of the Accent Training Podcast right after this episode right here. Because I explain how to pronounce specifically the word bear in that episode. And I teach it to my nephew. And he's only 10 years old, so if he could learn it, you can learn it. Check out 114, learn how to say bear. Anyway, back to the bearish market. Let's talk about the bears. Now, bears are slow compared to bulls. And when the stock market is bearish, this is saying that stocks are rising at a very slow rate. There isn't so much boom, mostly bust. More people are selling their stocks than the amount of people that are buying stocks. And if you're looking at the short term, it can be a very risky time to invest. However, the market always bounces back. It always goes back to a bull market. These are the cycles, bear and bull and bear and bull. So if you're looking at the long term and you're looking at a 10 or or a 20 year long investment, then they say a bear market isn't a bad time to buy. But it takes a lot of patience if you're going to earn money. So when it comes to investing, a bear is somebody who has a lot of patience, who will put down just a little bit of money, 20 bucks a month even, maybe 50 bucks a month, whatever you like, just a little bit every month, putting it into a stock portfolio with the intention of making a profit many years down the road. That's a bear. So bears will get rich slowly. Bulls try to get rich quickly. And then pigs get greedy. Because what is a pig if not a very greedy animal? Honestly, I don't know a lot about pigs, but they've always been associated with greed. At least in my culture, a pig is considered somebody very greedy. And if you get greedy with stocks, you'll lose your focus. You'll buy things and sell them too quickly. You won't have a strategy. You'll see that something's up a couple of bucks, so you sell it. And you think, hey, I just made $50. No, you didn't. You're going to take that $50, and you're going to put it right back in there, and they are going to take that $50 back, and then they're going to take another $50 from you. 
Pigs get slaughtered. Bulls make money. Bears make money. Pigs get slaughtered. If you're going to invest in stocks, you got to have a strategy. Some wise words on investing are to say that investing should be like watching paint dry. Just like watching paint dry. Very slow and very boring. And opposed to saying something's like watching paint dry, you could also say it's like watching grass grow. That's even slower, but maybe more relaxing. Wet paint. I don't like the smell of wet paint. But if you're just laying in the grass watching it grow, that, that sounds like a relaxing day maybe. But the point is that's about as exciting as stock investing should be. Like watching paint dry, like watching the grass grow. If you are a pig, if you're greedy, you're going to get slaughtered. However, if you do your research, if you're patient, like a bear, you'll make money. And this patience that you learn as a bear will help you understand when a bullish attitude is warranted, when it's necessary and profitable to be bullish, to be a bull. Ideally, when you throw a little money down, which, by the way, is to say, make a bet, invest in something. Honestly, investing is gambling. You can gamble with a strategy. That's the benefit here, but it's gambling. And when we're gambling, we say that we will throw a little money down. And when you throw a little money down, you are making a bet. You're saying, if this succeeds, my money will go up. If this loses, I will lose my money. You're throwing some money down. And when you throw a little money down, you want to buy low and you want to sell high. This way, you will be up when you cash out. You'll make a killing on the stock market. You'll be able to say, wow, I cashed out this week and I'm up 40%. I'm up 40%. And I know that there are people saying that today because I am saying I cashed out this week and I'm down 40%. I took a 40% hit. I took a 40% hit. I cannot say that I cashed out and I broke even. Unfortunately, that wasn't in the cards for me this time. But I've learned a lesson and I will be back, my friends. You got to spend money to make money. Now, I'm sure you're sitting there wondering, why has Pat taken a 40% hit? He's out of his mind. What was he thinking? Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this Accent Training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. What did he say that was? $500? Why are you bragging about that? Well, I'm not bragging. I'm certainly not celebrating it. But there are a couple of reasons why I took my money out. The first reason, and the reason that I would have sold it at any price is that I've found something that I want to invest in. And it's myself. 
I'm going to invest in a little bit of education for myself so that I can serve you folks better. I'm taking a program which is going to help me construct my courses in a manner that best serves my students. Because when I have this, you will see results quicker and more confidently. And this means that I will also see results financially. And that's ideal when you're like me and you want to build a business online. And so have no fear, my friends. I'm not losing it. I haven't lost my marbles. I'm not going nuts. I'm not going crazy. And I'm not two sandwiches short of a picnic. That's one of my favorite expressions to say that somebody is very strange or weird. They say he's two sandwiches short of a picnic. That guy's weird. I've got no idea where it comes from, but hey, two sandwiches short of a picnic. But that does not describe me. I am fully coherent. You see, I put my money into the stock market because if I left it in my bank account, it would shrink due to inflation, which is very high these days. I thought if it's in the stock market, it'll go up a little bit instead of go down. And then when the time comes for me to make a serious investment in myself, I will have the resources ready and available to make that investment happen. That was the plan. Unfortunately, I got too excited. I didn't put my money in at a good time. I purchased some stocks which were on their way down instead of on their way up. And when the opportunity came for me to invest in myself, I had taken a 40% hit. However, as I said at the beginning of this, my loss is your gain. Because now we have a wonderful podcast episode talking about the words around investment and stocks and the stock market. And I am preparing myself to have the resources necessary to serve you better, to serve my students better. Now, there is one more thing I said I'd like to talk about today, and that's crypto. You see, cryptocurrencies are online currencies created to allow transactions to happen without banks or governments getting involved. That's how it all started right there. The whole point of it was somebody who goes by the name Satoshi Nakamoto wanted to throw a wrench in the gears, and he created what we know as Bitcoin. Now, no one has actually confirmed who this mysterious Bitcoin creator is. Satoshi Nakamoto. Nobody actually knows. However, he has created something that some economists argue is the most perfect commodity of all time. Other economists argue it's a worthless garbage scam. I'm not going to get into the debate of it today. I can say I actually have made a little bit of money with Bitcoin myself. And let me just break that down for you quickly. How do people make money with Bitcoin? Actually, the same way that you make money with stocks. You see, when Bitcoin was first made, it was super, super cheap. Like the first ever transaction buying something using a Bitcoin was a pizza. Somebody ordered a pizza, and I believe that they ordered it for 30,000 Bitcoins. 30,000 entire Bitcoins. That's how worthless this was. Pizza, it costs like 10, 15 bucks maybe to order a pizza. 15 bucks with 
delivery. Maybe 20 bucks if you give a tip. 20 bucks with a tip to get a pizza delivered. That was 30,000 Bitcoins. So God knows how cheap a Bitcoin was back in 2010 when this happened. Now, since then, more and more people have been purchasing Bitcoin, which has made the value go up. And as the value goes up, more and more businesses start to say, hey, I don't mind being paid in Bitcoin. The value's going up. This is better than my local currency, which is based on credit and is going down. The value of Bitcoin is going up. So I'll sell you products and you can pay me in Bitcoin. And the more that businesses trade with this, the more that the value goes up. And then beyond that, like I said, people want to send money overseas maybe. Maybe they got family, you know, somebody living in the United States has family back in India. They don't want to pay at a Western Union or, or a money transfer place to wire the money over. They would rather send Bitcoin. And so they purchase a little bit of Bitcoin. They send it to their family overseas. Everybody's happy. Overseas, their family can then sell the Bitcoin for a local currency. I suppose if it's in India, rupees. Sell their Bitcoin for rupees. And then they can go buy milk and eggs and shoes if they like. Now, I'm not going to get into where Bitcoin comes from. You can look into that yourself. Just this, It's not a technology podcast. Maybe I'll make another episode all about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies specifically in the future. But the point is the technology of Bitcoin, which we call the blockchain, blockchain technology, has created an infrastructure for ownership and marketing that is revolutionizing the way that things are done online. The way that businesses operate and the way that they're able to connect with their clients. Now, this technology is fantastic, but while there's every good use to technologies, as we're seeing with Bitcoin, it allows people to have control over their finances, control over how they trade their money. There are, of course, also scams. There's a dark side to this. Over the last 10 years, we've seen 30,000 Bitcoins be used for a transaction for something as cheap as a pizza to today where 30,000 Bitcoins is worth $865,482,000. This means it's gone up a lot over the last 10 years. And when we have these booming markets where the prices shoot up, we also have busts. We have times where the price shoots way down. Bitcoin has gone from the price of $50,000 each to about $30,000 each. The span of a couple of weeks, the price dropped that much, $20,000. Will it go down lower? Will it go up again? I don't know. I can't see into the future. But I do know that it has its uses. And it's a legitimate technology which gives people full control over their own finances. Now, of course, there are other cryptocurrencies that have come up, some of which have even more fantastic technologies, and others which are complete scams. That's right, because this technology is just computer code, literally anybody with a computer can make it, can make their own cryptocurrency. You can create your own currency if you know how. you got to know how to, but you can do it. And what a lot of people have done over the past couple years 
is created their own cryptocurrencies. And then they've gone around and they've told a whole bunch of people, hey, buy this cryptocurrency. It's the next Bitcoin. It's at one-tenth of a penny. Put down $5,000 and you will be a gazillionaire in no time. Give me your money now. I'm going to make you a gazillionaire. And people put in thousands and thousands of dollars into this cryptocurrency. Millions of dollars. Sometimes tens of millions of dollars. And then one night while everybody's sleeping, the creator of that cryptocurrency cashes out. They make a killing. They are way up. Millions and millions of dollars in profit. And everybody who purchased the cryptocurrency loses. This is what we call a pump and dump. Pump and dump. This is what the movie The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio, this is what that movie's about. Pump and dump. They get people excited about a stock. They make people buy the stock and they buy it and buy it and buy it. And then they themselves sell the stock as soon as that stock has reached astronomical heights. They sell it. They dump it. Dump the stock. Well, that's what people do to scam you with cryptocurrencies. And so this is what I'm saying, my friend. Do your research. Do your research. If somebody tells you about a cryptocurrency and they tell you, hey, man, you're going to become a millionaire overnight. Give me your money now. Let's make a killing together. I'm not saying don't trust. This may even be a close friend of yours. I am certainly not saying don't trust your friends or family. But do a little research. Do a little research. If you do a little research, you may save yourself getting scammed. And in fact, in doing your research, you may come across good information that will lead you in a good direction when it comes to investing in crypto. Because what did we say already? What did we say already? Bulls make money. Bears make money. Pigs get slaughtered. Being bearish will teach you when to be bullish. But if you're a pig, you're going to get slaughtered. You are going to lose a little bit of money or a lot of money if you're a pig about it. But if you do your research, you find good investments. You just may come out ahead. And I've got one more expression today, one more piece of wisdom, which is commonly said over the Internet. They say, don't give in to FOMO. FOMO. F-O-M-O. Don't give in to FOMO. What am I talking about here? Don't give in to FOMO. FOMO is an acronym, my friend. FOMO is an acronym for the fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. FOMO. People will try to give you FOMO. In order to get you in on these pump and dump scams. I guarantee this. They will try to convince you that you're missing out on an opportunity. Simply because you don't know enough about this topic. And they're using that against you. They're trying to make you feel afraid of missing an opportunity to get rich. 
We all want to get a little rich, don't we? We all want to make a killing on the stock market. I put my money in there for a reason. I wanted to make money. FOMO. Don't let your greed get the better of you. Don't be a pig. Don't give in to FOMO. Don't give in to the fear of missing out. Do your research. There are tons of free resources available on YouTube to teach you about cryptocurrencies. Udemy has courses on cryptocurrencies. Instagram. You can follow some Instagram accounts. Learn about cryptocurrencies. Whatever you like. But do your research. And then invest. Okay, folks. Let's bring this to a wonderful conclusion for today. As I mentioned, I'm not giving you financial advice or anything. I'm the last person you'd want that from. I can tell you what hasn't worked well for me, um, but that's about it. However, I believe it's important to understand some of the basic vocabulary we use around investment, finances, stock market, cryptocurrencies. Understanding the language used for finances alone may just help you make some effective decisions in the future. And so thank you very much for taking the time today to learn with me, to learn about finances, and to learn about just how you can have a casual conversation with an American about finances now. What I've taught you today, this should be enough to help you get by. Just to help you get by. I'm not a financial dictionary. Most financial terms I do not know. I'm not an expert in this area. I'm just an average guy. Just an average guy putting a little bit of money in every month, trying to make it turn into more money, trying to put my money to work for me. Today, we saw some of the words that the average English speaker uses when talking about these things. So put these to work for yourself. The stock market is a fascinating subject. People love talking about this regularly. And I would like for you to be a part of those conversations. So we're going to wrap this one up for today. But before I let you go, let me ask you a question. Are you ever afraid of speaking English? Like at your job or, or when you meet new people? Well, if that resonates with you, you should really dive into my American Accent video course. It's great. You get a ton of video and written material to learn from, the flexibility to practice whenever you want, and the chance to learn from my methods, which are tailored to meet the specific needs of most non-native English speakers. There's a link in the description. It'll bring you right to the Udemy page. Click that, and I look forward to working with you there, my friend. Now, don't forget to hit subscribe to this fantastic podcast. Thank you very much for your time today, and I look forward to serving you with many more episodes in the days to come. Have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got 
limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.